0: Johnny, my friend, I have just eaten a delicious serving of beer, cheese, and pretzels from the Handlebar that you got for me, and let's just do everybody listening a favor and tell them if they don't know about the Handlebar's happy hour.
1: Place is great. Seven days a week, 2 to 6 p.m. You're going to get some money off all of their ridiculous amount of draft beers. 28. Super great rotating lineup half-off bottles of wine, excellent patio, delicious food. It's got everything a growing boy needs.
0: Yeah, again, that's the handlebar. They're right here in Chico on the south end of town at 2070 East 20th Street. Check out that happy hour, seven days a week from 2 to 6 p.m. Get a dollar off all of their draft beers. Here's the show. Why don't we begin? Report to We hope you This is, is Fresh Hop Cinema. Hey, welcome to Fresh Hop Cinema. I'm, wait, before I even say who I am, this is a show about craft beer and movies. Now, I'm Max Minardi. And now
1: I'm Johnny Summers. Hello. We're off
0: to the races. The week, uh, this week, good God, a review <laughs> of the latest horror film distributed by uh, A24, uh, and in this case directed by two directors, Danny and Michael Filippou, about a group of friends who find a link to the other side via a petrified hand that they use to make uh, meme-worthy social media videos. What could go wrong? That film was called Talk to Me. Uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. But for now, Johnny, tell the listeners what we're drinking this week.
1: We are going to be ripping into two beers from Tired Hands Brewing out of Philly. That's right. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. First one is called Punge. At least we think it's called Punge. Punge. No, it's probably Punge. Either we'll way. Get there later. It's a double IPA that's 8.3%. And beer number two is a peach IPA called Eviscerated Pathway of Beauty, and it is 8.6%. So, to find our episodes besides this one, which you've obviously found, congratulations. Welcome. Uh, you should go to Fresh Hop Cinema on Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and all other platforms we have been putting out episodes since way back in 2016. If you like the show, go take five seconds and leave us one of those beautiful five-star ratings on the Apple Podcasts, and be sure to let us know you did. Text us to brag or with feedback about the show or our attitudes in general at 530-433-0839. Again, the podcast telephone number is 530-433-0839. Nice my cursor was over the last letter and I, I already forgot it. Do
0: you know this number? By no, me? I don't either do. No. It's not like the old days where like like I was just having this conversation. I know my high school girlfriend's cell phone number. Okay. Or I think her house number it might have been. Mm-hmm. I know like my landline growing up.
1: I can remember my house number from a kid, which like they don't address? even have anymore. What? My house oh, your like landline? the landline, the house phone.
0: Like I don't know your phone number.
1: Yeah. I do you don't know mine? No, no. I like
0: I know my girlfriends. I know my parents and my sister. That's it. But like, I think I know Shalina's. Mm-hmm. I know my mom's. Like, it's just a different time, which is why, To in case anybody uh, missed it and was like, I wish you guys would have said it just one more time because I also don't remember. Our number is 530-433-0839. Save it in your cell phones because that's apparently the only way it's going to stick.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. And to hang out with us on social medias on the interwebs, you're going to search Fresh Hop Cinema in the Google, and it'll pull up results for Instagram, Facebook, Letterbooks, booksed t- Here we go. I love or it. Or untapped, or just head over to our website, freshhopcinema.com.
0: If you think that maybe um, all that social media or even a direct text line to us isn't enough for you, you can also join our Patreon, which is, in some senses, an even more direct way to get um, to get with us, in a sense. Biblically. Um, you can give us a couple bucks a month, and in return, we give you bonus episodes that we record exclusively for our Patreon supporters. You will also get invites to our monthly events, or, or most of the time, monthly events, which um, at the very least are bar hangs where we get together and um, all catch up about movies and beers we've been really digging and get to see some people we don't always get to see in our day-to-day lives. Um, That's kind of the baseline of our events. And then we've also put on bigger events that I won't um, titillate you with here. You'll have to sign up or at least go to patreon.com slash freshhopcinema to learn a little bit more. But I assure you, uh, if you like what we do, it's probably worth it for like yeah, uh, as little as 4 bucks a month. So again, patreon.com slash freshhopcinema will get you there. Am I missing anything, um, by the way, of housekeeping off the top? I don't
1: think so. Do we have any birthdays or shout-outs or anything?
0: You know, I actually didn't double-check the birthdays. Let's let's check now. We, we probably could. I thought I remember seeing one on the calendar. I kind of remember that, too. Um, okay, so, the yeah, you're right. Good call, man. We totally do. Uh, Shauna. Shauna's birthday is tomorrow, as of the day of this recording, a.k.a. if you listen to episodes religiously the day they are released, it is today, Friday, the 4th of August. Happy birthday, Shauna. Um, Sean's great. She's I, in
1: Africa right now. I know. So uh maybe so this will be some content for the plane ride back.
0: Maybe, yeah. So safe travels. Um don't get eaten by a lion. Sure. Uh it's just in general, be safe, have fun. Um if you you know, if you if you bring us back a souvenir, okay, fine. That'd be great. That's fine. I would love that. I like
1: spears. Sure. That'd be dope.
0: Uh that is it now, I believe. I'm just double checking our podcast calendar here. I don't see any other birthdays that we've missed All on right. Patreon. So I think we're good.
1: Well, rock and roll.
0: Let's drink some beer then. Huh? All right. You said the first beer is called punch. Um, Give me a little backstory on um, what that means.
1: Uh, well, it translates directly from Maori into English as anchor. The, Of course, the native language of New Zealand. Yes. Which is, is where these
0: hops are all perfect. from. Okay. Uh, to what? I'm sorry. To plunge? It, it translates to plunge. Is that what you said? Anchor. To anchor. Why did I think plunge? Because what, what did you say before we started going? Pl- pl- you said it's like to plunge in a specific direction.
1: Yeah. Is the that word, another the word punge means that in English means to plunge in a specific direction? It's just a weird They just take the L out.
0: They lose the L and it gets more specific.
1: Yeah. Weird. Less uh, letters, more meaning. I don't know. Right.
0: But it also translates to anchor. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, like you said at the top of the show, man, this is 8.3%. Um, where did we get beers this week? I don't know.
1: Both beers are from S Produce. Wonderful.
0: Here's from Untapped. Punge is our all New Zealand hop double IPA brewed with malted oats. Intensely hopped and dry hopped with hyper-fresh Nelson Salvina and Motueka, hand-selected by Jean, or perhaps Jean, this past harvest season in New Zealand. This batch is our absolute favorite yet. This new Nelson crop is so much more fruity and tropical than any previous lots. Punge is punge is punge is punge. So what okay. it says. Notes of ripe pineapple, lemon-lime, cotton candy grapes. Feels like there should be a comma there. Cotton candy. Grapes? No,
1: that's a style of grapes. Is it really? Oh, yeah, they're fantastic.
0: Incredible. Tangy orange, watermelon candies, evergreen needles, and drippy tropical fruits. Drippy. Uh, Let's talk can. Talk can design before we put this stuff in our mouths.
1: Yeah, it's radical. What the hell is this? Um, I don't even know.
0: It looks viny, like a vinuous, almost like a barbed wire. I thought it was barbed wire at first. Yeah. But it's not.
1: Like a barbed vine. And those little silvery white things are either like tendrils of it or like tiny yeah. little mushrooms growing in all around. Oh, that's
0: funny. I hadn't even noticed. I th- I just saw that as negative space, but you're right. Those are um There's something. Yeah, I could see like a mushroom, like a very um like a silhouette of a, a silver silhouette of a mushroom. Yeah. Um, how good would this have been color wise for our movie next week? Would have been pretty. Would have been nice um alas we are drinking it now and i'm excited i bet you're not as excited because what i'm seeing in my glass is the antithesis of your enjoyment of craft beer these days and most days yeah it looks
1: like it's going to be a super sweet little milkshake very
0: very hazy 8.3 percent ipa johnny's trying it for the first time here out of his um uh, little tiny taster i've got a slightly larger taster today um which i'm excited for because again big fan of the style but you've had a taste dude what are your thoughts on punch so far
1: well immediately it reminds me of squishy peaches like i've never immediately thought of a beer is that this tastes squishy but that's the first word that comes to mind it's just that super duper ripe fruit i'm getting like a little mango yeah tons of bitterness um is it mangoes that have kind of that piney nutty or am i thinking of papayas piney nutty yeah that's mangoes Mm, could be mangoes Yeah. yeah you ever
0: uh sometimes i'll bite a mango Mm-hmm. uh apple style mm-hmm. and get that skin in there and i think that really gives you a little uh, an almost unenjoyable taste. yeah that's gross <laughs> it's not good it's but, not good uh that i could see you know i'm just trying to yeah. help you out i think maybe that's what you're thinking of i don't know
1: maybe yeah to try that next time but it is super fruity definitely way fruit forward i'm not getting any cotton candy grapes i don't even know what that is and if you've never had them they'll change your life for real they're so good where can i get them like regular stores like Safeway they're Sweet. in season right now <clears throat> so uh, fantastic right, great um i love this because it's nice and like bitter on the finish mm-hmm. definitely has strong ipa notes i think if this was a single ipa i probably wouldn't like it but just because there's way more hop presence mm-hmm. it really falls into the category of something i would like it's so bitter and i love the the mouthfeel with those the malted uh, oats yeah because a lot of times people use oats instead of lactose right. to, to thicken and give more body and mouthfeel mm-hmm. and It works for this beer.
0: The other good thing about the malted oats, um, as a general rule of thumb, when it comes to using them instead of lactose, is that they don't impart the same intensity of flavor that lactose does. Mm -hmm. Like That's great when you need the sort of creamy vanilla thing, sweetness going on. But I think the reason we're getting as much uh, of the hop bitterness as we are is because, um, and simultaneously having the sort of um, creamy mouthfeel, is because of those oats. And I think if they had gone a different direction with a more traditional Oh, like it just wouldn't have, or a malt rather, like it wouldn't wouldn't have come out the same way. I think this is a really really um, well calculated recipe. So yeah, far. and it's really not that juicy at all. I don't know about that. I, I just mean, think it finishes so damn bitter. Like yeah. it's just like man, like it's still. Sit, where's where's the bitterness for you in your mouth? By the way, middle of the tongue. Mine's
1: like middle back yeah. region, but it's like middle very back. heavy. It's
0: not a clean drinking beer. I wouldn't even come close to saying that.
1: But it's assertive. Yeah, but it can be like a not clean beer, but in a good way. If that makes like sense, like a dirty beer. Yeah, in a good way, like a dirty martini. Sure, I hate a dirty martini, but I uh, <laughs> like a dirty beer. There you go. Uh, and I'm this a is dirty a boy. this is a dirty beer. Yeah. Okay. We're we're we're, we're like new terminology. The vernacular is is ever expanding. I love it. it. It's it's the Venn
0: diagram. It's the middle of the Venn diagram of hazy IPAs that you and I both like. Mm-hmm. It's a little too bitter for me, and I feel like if you kept drinking it, slash, if it warms up a little bit, it might start to be a little too sweet for you. Not to the point that it's going to put you off, but I think a little bit.
1: Yeah. But as it drinks right now, great balance. Really love the hop presence. Uh, I don't think I've met a New Zealand hop that I didn't enjoy. Oh, I don't think I've met a New Zealand person I didn't enjoy. There you go.
0: Have you met anybody from New Zealand? I don't think so. I haven't either. I just, you know, I get the impression. Yeah. Except maybe, you know, I don't know. You could, There's some bad guys in some uh, Taika Waititi movies that don't seem super chill. Right. Neither here nor there. Yeah.
1: Um, what do you not like about this? hmm I think the 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 after that dirty that mm-hmm. you're talking about mm-hmm. it it sits pretty heavy in the mouth. It is very this beer is still very present in my aura oh yeah, even long after I have swallowed it, it sticks with you yeah. you, you know that you just drank a double IPA. It's to be expected but doesn't mean it's always enjoyable.
0: 16 ounce can mm-hmm. worth noting
1: uh it's a lot mm-hmm. a lot of beer.
0: Twelve ounce can might have been more the serving size for me. I don't know.
1: I could drink a pint of this.
0: Yeah, yeah. But the thing you're describing now, do you think that would get worse or or I more think stay, magnified?
1: Stay the same. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely the style of hazy that I would order. You know, I right. think maybe a, a ten ounce pour in a goblet would be perfect for this. Yeah, I think totally. that's like a serving size because it wouldn't get too warm. Yeah, ABV wise, that's a good good size pour of that. But I dig it. I think it's it's really well made in that it's just the balance is there the ingredients are really shining you can tell they use high quality ingredients uh specifically the hops i love when people get to go to origin and pick out hops and do like a hop rub and pick out like make a recipe and make a a formula for something that's going to end up going into a beer totally just extra care and extra steps that you don't have to do it's really easy to order hops online yeah, right. uh, But it's also really dope to expensive business trip to New Zealand because we need hops, bro. Right. I'm yeah. All right. I'm
0: gonna ask you a little trivia here, and that's not even trivia. It's I'm gonna see if you can get a guess close to the right answer, and I'll give you a couple things. I'm gonna ask you how old this beer is. Okay. Um, before you guess, I'm gonna tell you that they say on the side of this can, this beer, sorry, the beer in this can is hyper fresh, unfiltered, and fragile. Keep cold. Enjoy the contents ASAP for a beautiful and befud- befuddling. Oh, organoleptic experience. Organoleptic. Or, yeah, or, organoleptic. What the organoleptic. hell does that mean? You Google that, and then I'll tell you one more thing. Um, so that, in conjunction with the fact that you said you got this at SNS Produce, a beer supply business here in Chico, California, who is, which is darn near infamous for having pretty fresh beer almost all the time. Mm-hmm. Those two things. What does this mean, by the way? Organoleptic.
1: Organoleptic, yeah, yeah, acting on or involving the use of the sense organs.
0: Okay, well, what a lame. Okay, well, that's actually a cool way of saying that. I guess. Right. Okay, how old is this beer, Johnny Summers? Uh, Today is August third. What date
1: was this canned, and it came all the way from Pennsylvania? And I, I looked at the can to make sure they're fresh, so I know it's not crazy out of code. I okay. want to say it's like late June, early July. I'm gonna need a specific date from you. June no
0: June 18th july 5th okay just under a month yeah Very, super like, fresh. that's incredible i was super stoked i'm always yeah i'm always more impressed too when it comes from all the way across the country and we still get it and, and clearly it's been cared for the whole trip yeah how do they ship beer across the country do you know is it trucks
1: trains usually man a lot of trains run east west i'd hop on
0: that train right sit there for a while go across the country hop on to be do a little see vagabond. Now that,
1: that might get me to be a hobo there yeah right yeah I, I just, want all yeah. my belongings in a stick with the bandana. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah
0: wrapped over your shoulder. Yeah. And your 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 pants are tattered at the halfway down the calf mark and I'm just hammered.
1: Yeah, barefoot. Yeah. Sure. So cold in that refrigerated trailer though. Yeah. Like
0: <laughs> I bet you could I guess you could like you could do the Indiana Jones where you're like on top of it.
1: Right? And
0: just go, like, in, go in when you need it when you get hot. Yeah. Dodge any Nazis that are probably in there <laughs> trying
1: to heist. you're Nazis? Yeah. Trying to heist the the beer train.
0: Um, dude, there's not a lot I don't like about it. The bitterness is a little off-putting for me at the end. So it's not going to be an amazing beer for me. I really dig it. I would drink it again. I'm going to drink more out of this can. I think you already topped yourself off, did you not? Yeah. Then I'll be drinking the rest of this. Mm-hmm. I super dig it. Are you ready to give Punge from Tired Hands a rating out of 10?
1: Yeah. Fair to say I, I like it, and I think I might love it a little bit. All right. Give it to me. This is a really good beer. Mm-hmm. 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 I'm feeling like maybe this is maybe the best hazy beer I've had this year. That's possible. It's a
0: 9.1. 9.1. I put 9 point. I knew you were going to go somewhere there. 9.1. For me, it's an 8. Very yeah. good beer. It's tremendous. It's very good. Um, How much was it? Do you remember? It's about 10 bucks. Oh, it was a little
1: pricey little
0: son yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. It's a lot. All right. Yeah. Both cans today were about 10 bucks. Damn. So. All
0: right. But well, you, those are
1: expensive. Well, you get what you pay for, man. The That's freshness, true. The the quality, and the... The sheer tradability, I like, I know people used to trade for tired hands. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah
0: there is a ceiling to the you-get-what-you-pay-for thing. Like, there's no $40 pint can that I'm going to buy. It's not that good.
1: No. I think 10 s- about the ceiling. I mean, liquid equivalency, I have paid close to that for barely aged stouts. Yeah. I mean, and, yeah. you know, you've got some breweries... Like, I think Moxa has some beers. Their 375s go for, like, the $30, $40 that's range. That's absurd. Sense. Yeah. It's crazy price per ounce. And, like, um, ooh, who is it? Anchorage Brewing. Uh, oh, right. From Alaska with mm-hmm. the wax tops and stuff. There's, like, a 500-milliliter bottle that's $75. It,
0: now, here's the thing. Is take it out of the context of supply and demand, out of social media hype.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I bet the liquid's not that good. I'm not saying it's bad liquid. I think it's not that good.
1: Right. You, but, want, you but, want me to get one? We can review it for sure. a bonus episode. That'd be we we'll do it on Patreon. Is this $75 beer worth it?
0: And, and well, that that can't even be the question because worth it is so subjective. Well,
1: I think it, the question should us. be
0: is it, and let's find a comparable stout. Like, is this a fair value? We'll say, compared to, is this, you know, is this seven times more, is this seven times better in quality than right. a $10? Like, something? I'll
1: bring over some barrel-aged stouts from like Highland Park. Sure. And, right. That great I've example. just gotten from my membership. And those are world-class. We both love them. They're
0: great. And they cost way less.
1: I mean they're still expensive but it's like ha- less than half. Yeah. So is this beer double? Yeah. Is it twice as good as what we have here? Right. And I bet you the answer is no. Well that'd be fun science. I'm fully can on you, board Can with... you can
0: you write yourself a note or something? All right. That'd remember.
1: be great. We
0: say that but then we get to the end of the episode. It's not and...
1: often I get permission to expense a $75 bottle of beer. Yeah, we get Thanks yeah. patrons. Yeah. Well, we'll maybe we drink it with patrons. We could do it. We could do like a live
0: recording. They're small bottles. We can Man, drink most guys. of them. We can give them a little dropper. We yeah. Sorry. Right, tilt your head back. We'll like, bring yeah. a vial to the next year. Yeah. No. Do one ounce shots of the beer for everybody, in like in vials, and then we drink the bottle.
1: Yeah. All
0: right. We're getting off track.
1: Um, do you have anything else on punch? I think it's a hundred percent worthwhile if you're a fan of this style, uh, or if you're a fan of of just well made beer. Because I'm not necessarily a fan of the style, but good point. I love it, and I would definitely buy another one for that price. Like I think it's worth it. Yeah. For the freshness, the quality, the sheer masterful beer making. Like it's it's exemplary and I think it's not to be missed.
0: Uh, if this episode is um, – no, it's out obviously. We're not doing any radio stuff this week. So yeah, this is out. We will have posted this on our Instagram account, uh, a link to our episode. In the comments, look for either a comment from SNS or from um, – do you know Andy's uh, Instagram handle by chance? mm hmm I'm going to check in with Andy, who is the beer guy over at SNS, just to see if these are still in stock. Mm-hmm. He's going to let you know in the comments. It was a pretty full shelf when I picked them up. Well, so. uh, then hopefully by the time this gets out, people will go and get it. Yeah. Because You can check that to see
1: if it's still available. I mean, I don't remember the last time I had a beer that was organoleptic. So mean?
0: Yeah, I love that you did not look at the word when you said that. You just remembered it. Yeah, 100%. okay, great. Um, once again, you're listening to Fresh Hop Cinema, of course. If you've tried Punge and you think we got it wrong, or you know that we obviously got it right because we're pros, please get in touch. Let us know either way. You can leave us a voicemail if you want, or perhaps more conveniently send a text to 530-433-0839. We do really love feedback. Again, our phone number here is 530-433-0839. And if you want to go the extra mile and you like our show, help us out. Please, please, please leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts.
1: Yeah. It only takes couple seconds It's one of the most effective ways to help us get wedged right in that algorithm where all your friends can see us. It's very important. Uh, So please go do that. Up next, the trailer for Talk to Me. If you haven't seen it yet, fear not or be afraid. You should maybe be afraid. It's pretty scary. Uh, There are no spoilers in our next segment, so don't uh, turn us off. Busy
0: tonight. You want to turn, eh? My mum leaves at nine. So you're ten. <laughs> yes! so where'd
1: you get it from, anyway? Apparently, it was the hand of someone who could connect to the dead.
0: I heard it was the hand of a satanist. Yeah. The other hand's just out there. Yeah
1: white people shit man i tell you (laughs) (laughs) all right let's do this (laughs) you know the drill say talk to me talk to me (gasps) Haley, fucking stop it he's choking 83 seconds get it off him (laughs)
0: What if we open the door, but we didn't shut it? Delete
1: it. Ah! Delete it, come on! The
0: spirits, they followed us. Oh, we have
1: to do something.
0: You want to do it again? They're <laughs> not going to stop. What was it? What? I let you in. I let you in. Yeah. <laughs> all right, again, that was a trailer. Talk to me. Talk to me.
1: And
0: oh my god. I, <laughs> I, I, it. entire, I would guess. Uh, when a group of friends discover how to conjure spirits and using a the hand, the they become hooked on the new thrill until one of them goes too far, obviously, and unleashes blah blah blah. Terrifying, you know get the gist the movie's a lot more interesting than that but that is the gist
1: mm-hmm.
0: this was directed by first-time filmmakers michael and danny philippo with a script by danny philippo and bill hinsman it stars sophia wilde as mia our main character here um, her best friend is jade played by alexander jensen who has a younger brother named riley uh, played by joe bird uh, the two of those kids have a mom named sue played by miranda otto shout out to aelin from lord of the rings haven't seen her in much since then Um, This film first premiered as a preview at the Adelaide Film Festival in South Australia um, and then hit Sundance here in the States in January and then hit wide release on July 27th. It's an hour and 35 minutes. It's a horror movie. It's a horror movie that I had to go see by myself, which I don't super appreciate. And to top it off, it's a horror movie that was distributed by A24, who um, has made a reputation for... Um, in addition to releasing very typically thought-provoking layered horror movies also makes some pretty fucking scary horror movies mm-hmm. or not makes, but you know, um, endorses. Yeah. We'll say. So I was excited to see this and dreaded seeing it, which is, I think is a really, um, fun point for me because a lot of scary movies I can talk myself out of. I can be like, all right, if we watch it, like it's going to be dumb, like it's going to be cheap jump scares and a predictable story and whatever. This one I was scared of, mm-hmm. which is thrilling. Yeah, where where were you on this before you saw it?
1: High anticipation. Mm-hmm. This has been very very high on my radar as <laughs> the resident horror enthusiast. I've been super stoked on mm-hmm. it. Yeah, it's been the date has been in the calendar for sure. Like sure. I want to go see this again.
0: Oh, so you, that's not it. That's beyond even your your preliminary thoughts. This is like you enjoyed it, is what we're getting at. But it, might as well. Okay, Johnny, what do you think? Of, talk to me. Talk to me. Mm- <laughs> Sure, I really, if I were a lesser man, I would edit this and I'd be like, "All right, Johnny, talk to me." What do you think of talk to me?
1: But I won't. <laughs> it's great. I love it. All right. Uh man. You know, there's there's a certain bar that's been set by A24 for all the reasons that you just mentioned, and um, there's a certain level of nuance and complexity and almost abstract, super art feeling films from for, the, for from those that don't A24, know A24.
0: Let's set it just from cause...
1: films like Hereditary, Thanks. Midsommar. Mm-hmm. Um, men? Men. In a sense? Definitely men. Yeah. yeah. So there's this, this bar that's been set very high with almost like concept high art films as it relates to A24s endorsed or distributed or produced horror films. And most recently we had Bodies, 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 which in our opinion was kind of just not for us. It was a yeah. very generationally specific – Film. I saw this great quote from somebody who
0: said, like, A24 at first was doing what you're describing, and then they put out Bodies, 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 which seems to be a movie that, like, tries to encapsulate, like, the internet ethos that A24 has developed mm-hmm. amongst, like, 20-somethings. Yeah. Uh, and I, yeah, I didn't love that
1: movie. No, didn't, yeah. didn't, didn't like it at all. So you have this – I have this built-in kind of – it's an expectation, but it's also kind of just the standard – but then they strayed away from that a bit, I feel, with with Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. It was uh, yeah. way more straightforward slasher film. There was really – I mean there was some meta commentary, but it wasn't layered in oversteeped plot or and it wasn't overwritten. Right. And not to say that any of their other horror films have been overwritten, but it
0: – Pearl. Mm-hmm. X. Okay. But that was intentional also. Like that was a very specific – Yes.
1: Yes. Ty West has a real specific vision and he's accomplishing it. Those movies are definitely not for everyone. No. No. Uh, and as a horror enthusiast, those are... I loved X and did not like Pearl at all. Yeah. So going in with that kind of expectation, knowing what they've been about, I really, really enjoyed Talk To Me because it was way more of a traditional horror film. It felt like an homage to a lot of 80s and 90s films. It had fairly linear plot. There were definitely things in the story that they left unnarrated. There, there's there's some stuff in the yeah. third act that's very open for interpretation, but it's all still pretty okay. straightforward. Okay. Right. Yeah. Like it there's no mustache twirly explanation of the ending or that's anything true. like that. Yeah, that's true. So it leaves it to you to just say here is what this is. Um I thought it was cast really well. That's one thing that stood out to me. Um, in a big way. I think the cast in this was so important. Uh, Sophia Wilde is Mia. She's mm-hmm. got very distinct eyes, and I think what they did in this movie with like the really blacked out contact lenses and just some For of the, those possession sequences, yeah, mm-hmm. like it just worked so well with with her facial structure. Yeah. Um, and I loved all of the the commentary on kind of the TikTok generation. That's you know, yes. it's basically a Ouija board. But the Ouija board is real and no one's taking it seriously. So you almost have this like Stockholm syndrome of like, have I taken crazy pills? Because like these kids are like fucking around with stuff that's actually real. Whereas like everyone had a Ouija board when they were a kid.
0: Well, not just that, but like every movie about a Ouija board. The big thing, the big, like, scary moment in those movies is when they realize they're messing with something real.
1: Yeah, and that's eliminated so I quick. I loved that about this yes. concept. And the real crux of, like, the craziness that's happening is, no, they know it's real. Yes. And they're making light of it. Yeah. And it's so – just it makes your skin crawl how cringy and, like, they're all laughing and poking yeah. fun. It's just – and I loved that. I think that's part of the script that really thrived for me. Um, but it was – I liked the acting quite a bit. Some of the characters I absolutely despised, like those friends that had the hand at the, the key, beginning. The, the kids. Yeah. They're, they're all kids, I guess. But yeah. like, you know, yeah, yeah. The, the little short fella yeah. and the big fella. Yeah. yeah. They were just ick. Yeah. They gave me the ick, but it was a good mm. ick for the film. Sure. Um, the violence was dramatic, mm-hmm. uh, visceral, very brutal, and I think tastefully used in ways that were both scary – from a jump scare, just shock perspective. Mm -hmm. And then also from the actual brutality of the violence. Dude, the first death of the movie, which (laughs) I was really, really, I was like, oh, they, there's like a, it's like a one, two punch with what happens.
0: Mm -hmm. And I, I remember like, ah, we're, I was, I was right about this.
1: Yeah. They laid it down hard, fast and early. And, uh, without going into much more about spoilers and the plot and stuff, uh, to keep it broad in general, I loved it. I think it's my favorite horror movie of the, uh, year, Okay. Easily so far. Um, and I want to see it again. Out of 10. It's like an 8-9. It's a good score, man. Yeah, it was really <clears throat> good. I think it's just some super well-made horror. And it was like made for, it was like made by horror fans for, it's like felt like it was made by the people who it was, its audience, if that makes sense.
0: Sure. I would actually like to see a demographic breakdown of who went to see this movie because mm-hmm. it does feel like something that could be alluring to people who are serious about horror movies but also people that would have loved bodies bodies bodies. Mm, um yep. which by the way you said was the last horror movie we covered but I realized we covered Bo is afraid which I think you and I are split on whether or not it's even a horror movie. Right. But I would say yes and I'd say one of their better ones. H24 right. but we can fight about that. I mean the, it, the whole idea
1: was just a waking nightmare yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um conceptually this
0: movie's great. Like I think the whole conceit of them knowing that this is a real possession. Because there's no, even in the advertising, there's no like, oh, maybe these kids are crazy or maybe they're lying. Like, why is the audience? We're like, no, this is like a possessed hand. Yeah. And the idea that the kids are filming it for social media is so brilliant. It's almost impossible to execute. Like, it's almost too good of an idea to mm. really deliver. <laughs> um, these these two filmmakers, Danny and Michael Phillip, who started as this, these like YouTube duo they are like filming wrestling matches for their YouTube <laughs> channel, Rocka Rocka, back in the day. Um, So again, this is like their first feature length film And I give major points to that I don't think this is a perfect movie I think the third act is by far the least interesting um, Probably most derivative, most predictable portion of it Um, But I think just the setup in the first two acts There's incredible acting done um, Yeah, like you said, Olivia Wilde's great The, the Sophia What did I say? Olivia? Olivia. Sophia, thanks The, um, the use of Scares and the way that they achieve those scares in this movie is very tastefully done, very effective and scary. So me. effective. There's there's lots of like oozes and goos and bloods and squishes. Um, I do think there are some moments, particularly in the craft of the filmmaking itself, not so much the story, that owe a lot to a movie like Hereditary.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, there's a an iconic headbang that happens in Hereditary that gets ripped off here. Um, there's a couple things like that that mm-hmm. we can talk about later if we want to. I did like it a lot, um, as far as like relatively straightforward A twenty four horror goes, which is a short way of saying like a horror movie that does have larger uh, layers of commentary and stuff about depression and family relationships and 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 uh, you know living in today's society, whatever. It's pretty good. It's mm-hmm. not the best one. It doesn't beat Hereditary for me, and I think the conversation will ultimately, in the long term, compare this movie to something like Hereditary, um, and it's not as good as that by a long shot. But I'm very excited. Um, to see what these guys do next. So for me, uh solid 8 out of 10.
1: That's a great score. Really, sport. really liked
0: it. Yeah. Um, I don't know, how are we doing, time? I think we could probably safely go into spoilers if you want to, unless there's anything else you think is critical that we tell people um, that haven't seen it yet that they should know before they see it.
1: I think that's good enough.
0: I think so, too. Okay, so this will be your last warning, then. If you haven't seen Talk To Me, we're going to spoil it right after this very fun sound. Don't go anywhere.
1: Danger Zone, Danger Zone, Danger Zone, Zone, Danger Zone. Danger zone.
0: All right, welcome to the Danger Zone. That's where we spoil our movie of the week. That is Talk to Me. Um, can we set up a little bit more clearly how this ritual goes down? Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of the things that I thought was um, a little predictable, but very necessary. The idea is there's this petrified hand, if you haven't seen the movie, petrified hand, um, you have to light a candle to open the, world to the, the, the door to the spirit realm. You grab the hand, you say, talk to me. A, uh, an upset dead person shows up to only, you and only you. And then the fun doesn't stop there, because you say, I let you in, and then they possess your body. Then your dumb friends start a timer for 90 seconds, at the end of which, uh, you know, well, during which the spirit possesses your body, fucking loves being alive again. Mm-hmm. They, your friends pull the hand off, you blow out the candle, game over. How fun. Yeah. Inevitably, something goes longer than 90 seconds. Somebody is let stay over too long, people are haunted. Mm-hmm. That conceit works for me, too. I think it's very necessary, but a little bit predictable. You know it's going to go bad. Mm-hmm. Did the tension for that scene work for you? Because there's the scene where she's the kid. Um, now I've forgotten his name. Um, Riley. The, the younger brother. Riley, yeah. Tries it against his sister's judgment, who steps out of the room at the worst time possible. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, please let me do it, man. And she's like, all right, fine. Just maybe only 60 seconds or something. He allegedly sees her mother, who committed suicide, allegedly, years before, She tells her friends not to blow out the candle Mm -hmm. Uh, and then shit gets bad. Yeah. How did the tension for that scene when you knew it was probably going to go over time, how did that work for you? How did the scene work for you?
1: It was predictable, but I think that they they did a good job with it. In what way? In that it was, yeah, you kind of saw it coming, but the actual execution and like the acting and and the physical effects and Mm -hmm. the sliding across the room and stuff like that. I like that. I'm confused about the logic of some of these dead people. Okay.
0: Because they the idea is they love, like, they don't want to let go. Once they're in your body, they want to, mm-hmm. you know, why ki- why kill them? Because that's the headbang I was talking about, by the way. He smashes his head on the table a few times. Yeah. Why does a spirit not want, like, the most pristine body ever? If I were the spirit, I'd be like, I'm not, I'm not going to sprain my ankle when I get up mm-hmm. and be very careful. Not this spirit. They're like, we're going to kill this kid. What is that about? Well, and
1: that the headbang happened after he was kind of stuck in there, right? And like the possession had like, pretty much, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So in this movie, there seems to be a very definitive trade off that happens. Like, if the spirit is in your body, your spirit is stuck in the 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 nether world or yeah. whatever. Is that
0: what's going on? Yeah, yeah.
1: right. The yeah, hell, kind of. Yeah, it's not it's hell. Like
0: a, I don't think that. Something out, like it. Something terrible. Yeah
1: seemed pretty hellish purgatory. yeah so there's a the, the like the 50 50 trade-off yeah so i was wondering that myself i'm like okay so if the spirit has his body maybe what's the motivation for the spirit to kill right the body is
0: like every dead spirit like maybe they're malcontent spirits and they want to just wreak havoc on people yeah fine but then the ending doesn't check out we can get to that in a little bit but like she becomes that and like is she gonna be mean all of a sudden like that doesn't like I feel like I like the narrative of like spirits being confused and like not even mm-hmm. sure they're dead sometimes
1: so there's in my opinion there's like people that are like damned like the damned souls or yeah, yeah. like the the ones in the gooey parts right that was, and then yeah. there's like one person that is more like a conduit okay. that is like seeing stuff after she wasn't connected for so long like mm-hmm. she's like a natural conduit because yeah, she became yeah. the hand. She didn't become a spirit trapped there. Sure. She became the hand. So she is now the intermediary.
0: Yo, did you ever watch, I think it was VHS. I think it was that like an anthology sort of horror film on Oh, the found footage? Is that, yeah, is that called VHS? Yeah. Okay, if I'm not mistaken, and I might be, there's one little short that they find on one of the tapes where a person gets in an accident, needs to have their eyeball replaced, gets replaced by a cadaver, starts seeing dead people. Whoa. Did you ever see that? That
1: sounds super familiar.
0: It felt very much like this, mm. where like yeah, there was like this holdover from like this spirit realm that like shouldn't necessarily be in our place, but doesn't mm-hmm. belong in its place either. Yeah, and then causes havoc for the person who's um, put it in their body.
1: Yeah, and I like the way that they kind of ended up making all the spirits spirits a bit nefarious. Like she got oh. haunted by her mom, but then you realize her mom is getting her to do things that are not actual. Okay. things. you know so what I'm saying? So it was the
0: throwaway line, but they at one point one of the friends is like. I heard the spirits can imitate people. So I'm going to say that wasn't her mom. Mm. I'm going to say that was some evil demonic spirit who was like trying to trick her, which checks out for the way the movie ends. Mm -hmm. Um, But then like, Kim, what am I missing? I want to jump to the end, but am I missing anything
1: crucial chronologically that we should I mean, there's the whole plot, but we're just yeah. uh, yeah. We're spitballing, you know,
0: the sequence where we do where she is shown Where um, I keep losing his name, Riley. Riley. Where Riley is being held in this purgatory. Yeah, it comes on so quickly and then leaves, and you're like, "Oh, that was great." And then it happens again. Very effective. Yeah. Very creepy. Like very. It reminded me of that scene in Darren Aronofsky's Mother, Mm. like when everything comes to a head and like that baby's getting ripped apart. Very, very effective frightening filmmaking. Mm -hmm. Um, So she, whatever. So her mom is not doing it. It's like a demon, whatever. Being like, you have to set Riley free. Like, he's in, whatever. Showing her this crazy stuff. And then that reminded me so much of that movie Oculus mm. with the Haunted Mirror mm-hmm. or whatever. There's a scene where, like, she's, um, is it Karen Gillen? It might be. I don't recall. Um, whatever. She's taking a bite of an apple. Or she thinks she is, but it's really like a light bulb. Mm. And then she crunches it and we yeah. see it and she comes to. That sort of like hypnosis that like demons can put on you is very, very much in this third act. It like leads her to do everything. Yeah. Um, from like killing her dad to trying to kill Riley by rolling him into the freeway. Mm-hmm. What'd you make of the ending?
1: So I kind of got the vibe mm-hmm. that like the spirits chose Mia mm-hmm. that she has from the get go. Yeah, yeah. Like she was a target and she had been controlled. The whole film, Mm -hmm. basically from the first time the little boy, Riley, talked to her and what she thought was her mother, which give or take, whether it is or not, um, it definitely had the vibe that she was kind of like the chosen one and that they were trying to get her to do things for a purpose of which, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. it's not super clear, um, but it seemed like, I mean, the end result was her becoming the hand, which is like the spirit that everyone touches. Sure. And it seems like there's only one of those at a time. Okay. Maybe. Okay. We don't have that necessarily established, but like maybe they need a new one and she's... Well, the other one killed himself. Yeah. Right. So like maybe there could be two, but they go crazy before they can. Yeah. Yeah. So like they need a new one and she's seeing things. Maybe she's either more susceptible because of the trauma of her mom passing. Sure. So there's that angle for me where I'm like... That's interesting. Yeah. So I thought that she was just like selected. And that she's been manipulated this whole film to do all these crazy things like kill her father, try and kill Riley, just go totally nuts. Yeah, yeah. Thinking she's saving people. Right. So her mind has been played with the whole film.
0: That's a weird parallel for Disney's Haunted Mansion, which I'll talk about later, today. Okay.
1: But there's this idea
0: that spirits go after the weakest. And this isn't just Haunted Mansion, it's a lot of horror. Yeah. Go after the weakest among you, like, and the ones that are suffering the most or have the most grief mm-hmm. or whatever. Very, very strong tonal through line in Haunted Mansion, which was no a kidding. dark detail I didn't expect, but we'll get to that later. But I think you're right on the money. That's totally true. Yeah. I meant, what did you think happened, if it even matters, which probably doesn't, but at the very end, she's about to push Riley into the road. Um, <clears throat> her friend's running at her. The only shot we get is her hands letting go of the wheelchair. Do The way I see it, there's two ways to to take it. One, she realized what she was gonna do, fought against the demons, jumped into the road herself. Two, they thought that was gonna roll him in, and then gets pushed by her friend. Mm. What, what
1: Did you read it? Um, neither. All right. What you got? So, in my opinion, um, that she, the 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 spirits or demons or whatever, um, kind of did that hypnosis mind trick thing and mm-hmm. she killed her. So she they made her kill herself oh. because they can clearly imitate bodies and other people. And like, mm-hmm. there was a scene where. No one was over her and she thought she was going to stab her father. So the demons could very easily be projecting in her mind that she's killing this kid thinking she's saving him Mm -hmm. and that he's in the wheelchair. Maybe she was actually in the wheelchair or like she was actually – You know what I'm saying? So there could be something like that. I just
0: would be like, why? Like, why go to the? She could she could have killed herself with the scissors. Sure. You know, like why go to the trouble of stealing the kid? And I think because the demons want like the purest of the souls, Mm -hmm. right? Like they want the kid because he's like the youngest and he's the most innocent in this case. Um. So I I don't know. I don't know if he was like the possessed one.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he was the closest one. If they if the goal is to steal souls, like his was the closest to being robbed. See, that doesn't hold up though, because the demons had been trying to kill that kid the whole time because he was trying. To, they were getting get him to kill himself. I know, but everybody keeps stopping him. So they're now they're like,
0: get him out of the hospital, roll him into the freeway. Surely nobody can save him then.
1: Yeah, and so she's you the think, most troubled. So the to manipulate. That they want him as like the new conduit.
0: No, I think they just want his soul in wherever just that goes. Take him. I think, and the and the so because he's the pure, he's the most tasty of the pure mm-hmm. souls, right? And the easiest person to manipulate because of their grief and depression is
1: Mia mm. to get her to do their bidding. I'm still hung up on the <clears> idea <throat> of that they're like they needed a new conduit because no, like what is c- this? So what is this conduit thing you're saying? Because well, she became the hand. That was like the end. She, like she had this. Like she's in the, the. Oh, you know what I'm saying? So she's
0: not the hand. The hand is the hand is the conduit. I think you're right there. But it, it summons
1: different spirits. Right. Right? Like, so, so is that how it, she found out she was a spirit and she yes. got summoned? Yes. But in the trailer, it looked like someone was – or not the trailer, but no, end okay. of the movie. You didn't watch the movie? <laughs> it looked like somebody was taking her hand. Like her hand was the statue then.
0: So I think – oh, that's a good point. I guess I didn't piece that together. What is it, the last thing he said? I let you in? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Maybe it's a perspective thing. Maybe that's like a continuity thing Because because – You know, if I were a spirit, when somebody said, I let you in, that's when I reach out to grab them. Right. But if they're holding the hand already and they say, talk to me, then I show up. Right. I think he says, the Brazilian dude or whatever, by the way, why didn't nobody destroy this hand? There's a real Jumanji thing going on there. (gasps) Like you hear the heartbeat and like the fucking, it ends up in whatever country that was. Mm -hmm. That bothered me. Um, But so like he says, talk to me. She sees the light at the end of the tunnel, walks to it, sees this dude and he goes, I let you in. Then she reaches out. It, it, that's the end. The end of this really bothered me. Mm. Like, it's so inconsistent with the rest of it. Like, she's just a confused, lost soul now. She yeah. just realized she's dead. Not nefarious in the least, as far as we know.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Well, she did kill a bunch <clears throat> of people.
0: She didn't mean to, though. Yeah. that's. I think it's a distinction. Right. You know, voluntary versus involuntary.
1: Yeah. I need to watch it again. So like, yeah, I'll watch it again. Like, too. like, was she the conduit or was she just a lost spirit? I think that, she was a spirit. That got channeled through that the hand or a different hand or...
0: Yeah, I think she's just a spirit. The hand is, is just some, because it's not really laid out, but they're like, it was a, a medium or whatever. Yeah, well, and who they knows? definitely
1: were playing with time in that kind of dreamscape mm-hmm. sequence. Totally. So she who knows how long she had actually been dead for. Yeah.
0: The movie also, this is a really key point that I think didn't stick the landing, but the movie starts with her and Riley, Mia and Riley in a car. They stop because they see a kangaroo that's been hit. Yeah. Decide not to put it out of its misery. She says, somebody else will come along. That's a thread that runs out through the movie, throughout the movie a lot, quite a Mm -hmm. bit. Um, I just wish it would have stuck the landing a little bit more, um, because that's clearly like like you could have made the case that she was putting Riley out of his misery. That was like the whole thing. Her mother was telling her, "You got to save him and put him out of his misery." She couldn't do it, Mm -hmm. so I think they probably telegraphed that pretty early. I don't think she pushed him or was going to. I think she gave up and jumped in of her own volition, uh, as an effort to like break the cycle of demonic Mm. possession.
1: Okay, that's how I read it. I wonder if that saved him. I think – oh, yeah, because – No, the last time we see him, he's just – He's being held in his sister's arms, I mean, we get like the flashbacks in Mia's dream state towards the end. No, no, yeah, not
0: that. But like when we look back – so Mia gets up off the road, right? She's dead.
1: Yeah. We think. Yeah.
0: Oh. I guess she's dead. So who knows? You're right. Yeah. Everything
1: after that was a dreamscape of him recovering, leaving the hospital.
0: I think the car accident's legit. Her getting hit by the car? Yes.
1: I think that's when she died. Yeah. Yeah. And I think since she's the only one that
0: gets hit, that's all we see. We can Mm -hmm. assume he did not end up in the freeway. Yeah. But whether or not he recovers, I don't know.
1: Well, and she was seeing him. Remember there was that like montage as she's walking through the hospital. Well, yeah, post she's, hit. Yeah, post so hit. He's recovering, and then all of a sudden they're leaving. Like mm-hmm. two seconds later, mm-hmm. so time's all yeah, wonky now. And then who knows if she's hallucinating because she sees her dad. Yeah, then she doesn't. Then the yeah. hospital, all that th- weird stuff with the structure of the hospital changes. Yes. So
0: great job capturing that sort of uh, scary nightmare dream logic. Yeah, by, uh, certainly Aaron McElinsky, the the DP here. But mm-hmm. um, just in general, I think the I. Th- yeah, from a craft perspective, the movie's amazing. I just think there's some narrative stuff and um, thematic stuff that doesn't quite work. But again, first time filmmakers, great. Let's see some more stuff.
1: Totally. Super into it. I dug it and I'm on the same boat. Man, let's just see let's what they do. Throw that next. boat out there. I love it. Yeah. Um, okay, dude.
0: Anything else at all on Talk to Me?
1: How many times did you get like jump scared? Like, Or how many and how many times were you like super anxiety nervous? A couple. I'd say three. Yeah.
0: I can't even remember exactly when. The first time was when Mia was going to do the hand. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh shit, like are we going to see something? And we see it like really like bloated, deformed. Oh yeah. Very creepy. Yeah. Um the other one is when um demon lady sitting in the corner, foot fetish lady, mm-hmm. and is like coming towards the bed. Yeah. Oh, I didn't like that yeah. one bit.
1: No. Uh there's probably a few others. What about you? Um there oh, it was God, there was one scene that was a lot of darkness and it was the old lady. I think it might have been the same scene coming at her. It's bad. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, just the sheer horror of coming to and realizing that you're actually sucking someone's toes.
0: When you don't want to be. When you
1: don't want to be. That yeah. was like
0: Or having your toes sucked when you don't want them to be.
1: That was terrifying for everyone in that scene. Really
0: bad. Yeah. There's a whole lot of commentary there about like that. There like her Mia's relationship with um was his name Matt? I think it was Matthew. Um, I'll double check, but I think it was I think it was Matthew. It could it was Daniel. Okay. Um her relationship with Daniel versus um versus her friend jade's relationship with her boyfriend like never been kissed nothing when Mm -hmm. he gets possessed says some creepy stuff didn't he make out with the dog he did make out with the dog that felt like an unnecessary detail to me didn't need that in the movie that was aggressive i don't even know what it was saying like that demon was just horny i think that was was just a
1: horny demon he was stoked to have a body again did not
0: further this plot at all but okay
1: it was weird so super cringe
0: all right um i say we grab another beer what do you think yeah let's leave off
1: on the making out perfect we'll be right back
0: All right, beer number two is on the table. Hope everybody's still having a great time. Thanks for listening this far into the episode. Who knows where it's going to go from here?
1: It's going to go right down the eviscerated
0: pathway of beauty. That's think, where it's going to go. You might have been thinking that's a that's a barrel-aged stout uh, aged on rusty nails, but it isn't. It's a uh, double IPA brewed with oats, hopped intensely and singularly with citra and peaches. Uh, again, you would never know that from the name of the beer or the very pointy gate... That is closed to us viewers and um, bookended by gargoyles on the front of the can.
1: That shit looks like something out of Diablo. It does look like Diablo, and not like the third
0: one, like the second one. Like it looks, or the pretty... fourth one. Fourth one's pretty dark. No, I mean more like animation wise. Like it's not particularly complex. Um, there's more going on in our first can, but this will do the trick. This is a beer that I, by the way, would not have grabbed. Yeah, like I'm sure this is the one you saw first. You're like, oh, we're doing that, uh, but not me. This scares me away.
1: Yeah, I picked it up first, and then I was like, oh, and he's got another one. Perfect.
0: Okay, let's get into this. It's 8.6%. I think I said that already, um, but just in mm-hmm. case I didn't, I'll say it again. Um, and this was canned on June 29th, so still just over a month. Uh, same situation, if you had forgotten. This is Tired Hands Brewing, I'm basically out of Philadelphia, um, but technically um, out of Ardmore, which is basically, for anybody not living in Ardmore, it's Philly. Okay. 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 Johnny, what are you seeing in your glass? What are you expecting? And um, can we expect something that might even come close to the deliciousness that you found in the first beer?
1: Well, it's very similar to the first beer aesthetically. In
0: almost every way.
1: Yeah. Uh, ABV point uh, two or 3 away, I can't yeah. remember. It's bright, glowing, hazy yellow. Like it's it's really pretty to look at.
0: I think this
1: will probably not
0: be as good for you because it seems to lean into the sweetness a little more just based on the description alone. Um, Did you drink it already? Yeah. What do you think?
1: It's funny. It's not for me, but for the exact opposite reason you guessed. Because it's too bitter? It's more bitter. Really? This beer has way more sharp edges, Mm. and it's just bristly. That explains the gate. And there is um, like an underripe peach quality almost, where it's like zippy and tangy and like biting in a way that's just not jiving with me. Yeah, that's intense, man. And like the fruit notes... Are not not juicy peach like I feel like maybe they mixed the labels up because basil? basil, something say something peppery.
0: There. Yeah, a little pepper for like cracked black pepper.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's very almost savory, a little spicy. Um, but for real though, if I had to guess and I didn't know what Which each was one rich. was, yeah. I would have guessed the first one had peach in it. Absolutely, because this is like this is really it's a bristly yeah. bitter IPA.
0: Yeah, it really is. Sometimes I find myself so eager to agree with you that when you describe something at first, I find myself mostly focusing on what you're saying rather than developing my own thoughts mm. to the to, to the detriment of myself. Because like, I don't even know if I can now undo what you have done.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. But was... I'm going
0: to try it again. But everything you're, you're saying influencer. is right. Ooh, Yeah. Um, I'm going to try it again. But you're right. It's a very sharp beer. Um Super hot, by the way. I'm not sure if this is a compounding effect from the first beer, but there's a very um, noticeable heat in my um, upper abdomen, lower pack. I guess your stomach is what that is in my stomach, mm-hmm. uh, which is where this beer has ended up. Um, a little yes. bit of heat. It's yeah. not a. It's not a low ABV beer. It's
1: certainly. so pithy. It is like you're chewing on the rind of an orange. There's this beer is unforgivingly sharp. Yes. It is so pointy and yeah. just aggressive and assertive in a really, really heavy-handed way, and then I don't think in a good way. I think this is beer is way out of balance.
0: It's also sneaky because if you take a good sniff of that, there is no no hint that it's about to be as aggressive. It's gonna get right, you.
1: and then it's like kapow. Yeah, it really comes out of nowhere, and it's wild because the expectation because the first beer was so soft and like I described it as squishy. You know what I'm saying? This so like is
0: squishy but different. It's squishy with with regard to the pithiness. I mean,
1: but, yeah. You know when you
0: pick up a, a fresh, good looking orange off the ground,
1: mm. and you, you off the ground. Over, sure. Yeah.
0: You've not picked it. It's oh it's yeah, like, yeah. And you flip it over, and then you've got like that sort of white powdery green rot. Yeah. That's the pith.
1: Yep. Oof. It's like an aggressive
0: a, rot. It's a specific kind of um, gangrenous, even. Sure. I mean. A specific kind of citrusy gangrenous mm-hmm. uh, mustiness. You know. Yeah. And this is indicative of that. I mean a that's a pretty that metal description. Sure. It's not quite um it's not quite refreshing, sure. you know. <laughs> uh it's not bad. Like, I mean I'm leaning into the bad notes. Take but a, there's
1: some good notes here. Take a big deep nose of that. It's got that moldy orange like I mean a little, but like not nearly as much
0: as you'd expect. The other one had a ton of mango on the nose, mm-hmm. which I didn't mention, but it super does.
1: So yeah. You getting any peach here? On the nose a tiny bit, but not on the flavor. No, it does not taste like peaches one bit. No. Um, this is the one with peaches, right? It should be. I mean, unless or I somehow... Give me, the, give me the can. There you we.
0: go. Now, there is there is a discrepancy that I noticed, but you read me what's on the can, please, because that will be the final decider.
1: Double India pale ale with citra and peach. Great, that's what I thought. Um, it didn't say
0: that on Untapped. It just said citra double IPA brewed with oats, hopped intensely and singularly with citra. Which is why if anybody caught it, my grammar didn't make sense when I said singularly with citra and peach. That doesn't track. Right. But I added the peach because that's what I saw in the can. Yeah. Um, but no, it does not taste like peach. There's uh, nary a whisper of peach, much less a thing that I would assume it was brewed intensely and singularly with peach.
1: Yeah. Maybe like that sharp biting tang, like a not ripe peach. Why are you brewing with
0: unripe peaches? Like, why would that be the thing that
1: you want to? We didn't move invoke? into the country for eat, to eat these kind of peaches. Guys. No,
0: that's a very specific reference. It feels is like what is that? It's from the song. Country, eat a lot of peaches. Yeah. yeah, my friend Kyle sings that. I love that song. What is that song? It's called Peaches. It is. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. <laughs> it's a, it's a fun. I don't remember even a little how it goes. I just remember my friend Kyle playing it and me yeah. liking that song. Yeah, it's great. But I'm singing it to in my head to the melody of going to the chapel and we're gonna get married. Oh yeah, the country.
1: <laughs> no, it's uh, it's Do you uh, know, it? move into the country. Uh-huh. To eat a lot oh, of sure. peaches. It's, uh, it's, yeah, yeah. It's such a it's a jam. Right. But yeah, we did not move to the country to eat these kinds of peaches. People. Point taken.
0: We did not. Um, it's okay. I'm gonna take one more drink. I'm gonna focus on some stuff that I
1: enjoy because I don't hate
0: this beer, but it's not great by any
1: means. No, when the expectation for peach is there. Like there's certain flavor notes that I want when I hear peach. I want it to be a little jammy, a little juicy, a little sweet, okay? That's how I like my peaches. I don't eat them when they're still hard to the touch, right? You eat a peach, once it's got that little give, little squish, that's how you bite into it. You know it's gonna run down your chin. Mm -hmm. That's a good peach.
0: This has the, a very, very, a very, very singular, prickly effervescence that only comes from a specific type of double IPA, usually of the the juicy New England variety. I don't even know how to describe it, but it's prickly. There's I always come back to this one, but uh, it's a beer f- called um, Audible Hughes that we did a couple years ago from either Altamont or the other one that starts with A that I sometimes mix it up with. Do you know what I could possibly mean? Other than Altamont? Yeah, yeah it's like um, Altamont, but it's another A. <clears throat> In that area, probably. <laughs> Can you say Alcatraz? Can you imagine Alcatraz? Mist. Um, no. Um, Altamont. Are you thinking of faction? I'm not. I'll think of it randomly. I'll text okay. you. Um, but that beer, and, it, and it's almost always in beers that are above eight percent. They have to be above eight percent, usually in New England style. And there's a burning effervescence that happens on the end, and it's almost always accompanied by a sharp, fruity bitterness. And it's not a flavor that I think is very good. And in this case, it is the overwhelming flavor. Mm -hmm. That said, under those flavors, there's some little juiciness. There's a ton of hoppiness that I think could be enjoyable were it not so cranked up to 11. I think it drinks relatively smoothly aside from the heat. And it smells good. And I hate the can. So that's more of a negative. But but I think it's an okay beer. It's certainly not great. Definitely not good. I think it's like all right. I think it's fine. That's where I'm at with this, but uh, I'm going to rate it first in that case. It's, yeah. a, it's a five for me. Five out of ten. Uh, I'm going to drink the ounce and a half I have left. It's f- completely fine.
1: It's a 4.2. It made me make a weird face, like I just did
0: a shot of shitty tequila. To be fair, you make weird faces a lot, and the face that you made was not the same that you t- make when you drink tequila. I said that shitty tequila. You still like shitty tequila. No, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, you'll drink it, and you'll kind of go, mm-hmm. no, little, like you know, No, like
1: Cuervo. That's the...
0: Yeah, okay. Ugh. But then you have a little grin on your face afterwards. This does not give you the grin. No. This is just like... Uh, all right, 4.2. Um, it sounds like eviscerated pathway of beauty has eviscerated its pathway to a 10 here on this show. Yeah. Um, I don't know. If you're listening, you've tried this beer. You know, maybe you love it or maybe you agree with us. Either way, let us know. You if can text you, us. Go ahead, what? Yeah, I mean, if you like drinking, like, paint thinner, sure. you, might, you might take not it. Not paint thinner. It doesn't taste like like paint thinner. No,
1: but it has... If you like
0: drinking expired orange juice with a little bit of mold that's been sitting in the sun and got a little bubbly... Get your penicillin'. Text us at 530-433-0839. Again, that phone number is 530-433-0839. You can send us a good old-fashioned email if you'd like um, to fhccast at gmail.com. Next week, we're saying cowbunga and we're diving headfirst into the New York City sewer system with our review of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, colon... Mutant Mayhem, which is currently screening in wide release. Go see it if you want to know all the juicy details we'll be discussing. In the meantime, we'll be right back with Hot and Bothered. Hot and bothered. Welcome to Hot and Bothered, mofos. Here Yo. we go. Uh, if you're new to the show, this is where we talk about things that aren't necessarily on our schedule uh, as they pertain to beers and movies. They still might be beers and movies. Mine are two movies this week. Um, they don't have to be is the point
1: you watched They Cloned Tyrone. You asked
0: me to, so I'll start. Yeah. Um, last week, Johnny watched a film on Netflix called They Cloned Tyrone, which is, um, give me three genre words that you would classify this movie as. And uh, we're going to say, um, I'm, we're going to spoil it. Skip forward five minutes if you don't want to, to be spoiled. I think you could probably see
1: it. I okay. think watch this one. Um, uh, Who done it? Okay. Um, Answer, The Man. Buddy Comedy. Sure. And exploitation.
0: Oh, that's nice. Okay, good call. Um, so yeah, it, it stars Jamie Foxx, John Boyega and, um, Teona Paris, um, as respectively Slick Charles, who is a pimp or as he calls himself an entrepreneur. Um, John Boyega is Fontaine, who is a drug dealer, um, generally sort of a negative kind of tough guy. Um, and then Yo-Yo is, uh, a lady of the night, mm-hmm. um, a little down on her luck. She is, um, a, um, an employee of Slick Charles. Johnny wouldn't tell me anything about this movie last week, so I just watched it. But I'm going to tell you some stuff about this movie, even if you haven't seen it. Fair enough. Basically. And and first of all, I'll say that I liked it. Didn't love it. Liked it. Totally entertaining watch. It's on Netflix. Um, It came to Netflix on July 21st, um, and it was directed by Jewel Taylor. It's very much a whodunit in the non-traditional sense. It's not like there's been a single murder, more a co-opting of an entire culture slash various neighborhoods of black people. Um, so it's got elements of like get out to it. It's got elements of um that Boots Riley movie that is now escaping me. Um with Lakeith Stanfield. Um that and, and uh, Army Hammer. Oh, I don't know why I'm liking all this. I'm just gonna Google it real quick. Yeah, I'm got nothing either. Yes, you do. Lakeith um, Stanfield
1: and Army Hammer. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, come on, dude. It's called um sorry to bother you.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I like, forgot Army Hammer was in that. I know. Yeah. Um, That was so good. It's so good, but it's
0: so hyper-surreal and weird. Yes. And there's elements of that here. This is less well done, but it's funnier in a more um, mainstream kind of way. Like there's like Jamie Foxx is very charismatic, does a lot of good jokes. Um, But the idea is basically um, after running into Jamie Foxx's character, John Boyega's character, gets gunned down in his car, then wakes up Groundhog Day style, doesn't remember it though, but everybody else does. Then they try to get to the bottom of what the fuck's going on in Mm the neighborhood, and they find out something the fuck's going on it's a fun ride you know it's like two hours i think it's around there mm-hmm. um i would recommend watching it if you're into anything i've just described even if you just like jamie fox it's a good time he gets a chance to to be funny
1: he's what what drew me into it yeah um it seemed like a movie that could have gone to theaters barely like it was like barely. right on the cusp right i'm yeah, yeah. like perfect movie for netflix so. i
0: think that's the right call i think that is the way to watch it because i watched it over two nights it's one of those. Like I watched it, put it on at the end of the night, like around 9 o'clock. I yeah, was trying to be in bed by like 10, 15, 10, 30. So I watched it for an hour and was like, oh, I'm going to pick this up tomorrow. And I did. I was very satisfied. Like a solid 6 out of 10 movie for me.
1: For a two-click-away Netflix movie? Yeah, absolutely. I respect that.
0: Um, what you got going on, man?
1: Not a whole lot, really. This last weekend, I didn't watch a whole lot of content. I played a bunch of Diablo 4. The new season started. What is a season? So it's um, – A whole like separate storyline with new items and treasures and oh I get it it's different jewels yeah okay cool uh and they just started season one and I hadn't made a character yet because there was some... I don't want to get too in the weeds with really nerdy shit yeah yeah. but they kind of did some updates to the game that fucked everything all up that sucks dude it was really unplayable for like two weeks Borderlands used to do that oh and it was just just kill it like they nerfed everything and all your damage got cut in half yeah it sucks it was but were you pretty OP
0: as the gamers say. Means overpowered. Oh, like your stuff? Like were you pretty? Like was it too much? I mean, n-
1: no. It, it leveled out late stage, like end game. Yeah, to a grinding halt, uh, and they they killed the XP and the leveling, so it would just take you that sucks yeah. three hours of yeah. grinding to yeah. go up one level. So like there was a lot of complaints from the the players on Reddit and some other forums about you know the lack of end game content on the non season game mode. And so, like, their response to that was just slowing everything down and making it harder. I'm like, that's not more content. That's just you guys being dicks. Yeah. So they're in the process of fixing it, and things have gotten a little bit better. But I started a seasonal character um, after. I was very hungover after I went and saw you Friday night at the con- You don't the end Commons. up at my
0: shows around there unless you've been drinking. So I assumed. Yeah. At the end of the night, you said something to me like, we had to move a big table inside. Yeah. Um, And I hadn't even asked you yet, Like, but I was loading up stuff, and you from – Maybe not across the room, but you're like, can I help? Drunk Johnny has muscles or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, please. Come help me at this table.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was fun. We were we had dinner with Shalina's aunt and uncle, mm. and uh, we we're out and about, and it was not hard to persuade them into Sweet. going to your show, and it was a blast.
0: Her aunt and uncle were there also?
1: Yeah. That's who we were sitting with.
0: I remember you sitting with Chris and Alexis. And Shout Carol outs. and Dave. Don't recall
1: Carol and Dave. That's rude. Well, I, I introduced you. You did, Yep. dude. It's one of those nights where, like, no, I know. I've got so much going on. Like, they I'm were nice there. Now. You like... should just pretend you acknowledged them. Oh,
0: did you say Carol and Dave? Yeah. No, I remember Carol and there Dave.
1: There it is. They're great, Carol. Yeah,
0: Carol, um, with the sort of her hair was here ish, yeah. and then Dave had a sort of a receding hairline, like a slight gut. Very tall. Very tall. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I know Carol and Dave. <laughs> <laughs> they had sk- skin, I think.
1: They definitely cool, both cool, had cool. skin. Yeah, I remember them. Uh, but it was a blast. Good we people. went out to some dinner and then uh, went and enjoyed your show. And yeah, it was a great time. Good. And I was a little hungover Saturday and half a Sunday. Nice. Wow. Did you drink Saturday, or was that
0: a, ha- a holdover from Friday?
1: A little bit. A little bit of a holdover. I had a couple beers on Saturday. Oh my god. I was like, I was also fighting like a like a mild head cold or something. Yeah. yeah. Or I was really hungover. I don't know. It's hard to tell. Roll the dice, man. Sure. All but right. either way, it was a blast, and that led to. I'm traveling this coming weekend, mm-hmm. uh, and so I spent last weekend after your show recovering from a hangover and also just, like, saving money. Yeah. So played a lot of games and uh, chilled out quite a bit. It was good.
0: Well, I love that for you. Yeah. Thanks for coming to the show. Yeah.
1: Nice to see you. And I'm in Fort Bragg this upcoming weekend. Hunting mermaids. Yes. Mermen. Deep-sea mermen
0: hunting. Yep. Um, all right. Then I'm going to close up My Hot and Bothered with a review of a new film that just came out. It's called Haunted Mansion. I watched it in tandem with Talk to Me because it was scary. Um, But a different kind of scary. Uh, It's a Disney film that just hit theaters. Here's a brief trailer, and I'll give you my thoughts right when this comes back.
1: Wait! I should warn you, before you step inside the house, this could change the course of your entire life.
0: I'm not afraid of a couple ghosts.
1: (laughs) You say that now.
0: This mansion is unhinged. (laughs) These ghosts definitely don't want to leave. Death lurks around every corner. God, give us a break. There's so many bad people in the world. Haunt them. Amen. I do like surprises. Is anybody else seeing this? I hope you do, too. (laughs) We're gonna fight. Whether we like it or not. Or else we're stuck here for eternity. If this comes down to an exorcism, we're in big trouble. This house is dripping with souls, but there's always room for one more.
1: He was tall. He had hair that was sticking out of a what top hat. Top, top hat. Yes. He had, yeah. So it nice, a like top hat. You would pull a rabbit out of it, probably. Uh eyes. They were a bit uh sunken Deep Sunken eyes. Like a raccoon. Like, the the they sat back. <laughs> and he was smiling like. Hey, yeah, like that. This kind of. Exactly. Deep. Is this the man who mugged you? Wow! Oh. You just did that oh. just now?
0: All right, so Haunted Mansion, here's kind of the letterbox gist. A woman and her son enlist a motley crew of so-called spiritual experts to help rid their home of supernatural squatters. Um, The woman there is Rosario Dawson. Also in this film, Arla Keith Stanfield, two mentions in um, today's episode, which is fun. He plays Ben Matthias. He's an astrophysicist who uh, developed this uh, camera lens to, you know, shoot the paranormal. You also got Owen Wilson as Father Kent. He's a priest. Tiffany Haddish is a medium. Danny DeVito shows up as Bruce Davis, a college historian. Um, Big time, know it all about sort of the surrounding area of um, Louisiana uh, and is very interested in this kind of stuff. And then the only other person I'll mention is Jared Leto, who um, plays Alistair Crump. He's sort of the big bad of the movie. Okay. Um, Originally, Johnny, we had talked about both seeing this, And I was surprised because I didn't think you would be into this movie. Mm -hmm. Because it is sort of a nerfed horror movie, which is to say, a dialed back sort of PG 13 horror movie. Um, Based on a Disney ride. Right, which is so cool in a sense. It's based on the ride. We get so many movies that are based on books or video games or other movies. This is based on a ride, which I've only been on once. Have you been on that ride? Never been to Disneyland. Oh, all right. It's fine. If you like Disney, you'll love Disneyland. It's like, it's fine.
1: I don't care. I want to go to Orlando Studios. See like, now, Universal? That's what I meant. Yeah, I would go with you to Universal.
0: Universal Studios in Orlando would yeah. be so cool, especially like movie stuff. I'm just that pissed they now. took
1: out the Water World show. Yeah. Oh, we've, that's well documented. Sure. Yeah, I'm sad. Um, but yes, I'd go.
0: We can make that happen. Either but that
1: or I want to, sorry, it's derailed. Go ahead. I want to go to Disneyland for the new Star Wars land. I oh, would go, yeah, that but, would get Dude, me there. there's
0: also a Marvel land, which is like kind of cool, I think.
1: Okay. I don't know, I'd just go there.
0: I'd fucks with it, yeah.
1: Yeah. But for sure, the Star Wars would, sure. will get me there. Um, Someday.
0: So anyways, like I said, this was, um, I actually didn't even say this yet. This was directed by Justin Simeon. Um, It was a surprisingly scary movie for something that should have probably been a kid's movie. Hmm. Like I said earlier, there's these, so like Lakeith Stanfield's character, Ben, loses his wife um, a couple years prior to the story starting and is very much tormented by her loss. And this house is haunted. That's the whole thing. And Rosario Dawson Dawson and her son move in And stuff's not going great, but they have to stay because if they try to leave, the ghosts bring them back. It's a silly movie. Um, I saw it with a mixed crowd of people, certainly nothing like the crowd that saw talk to me, Anybody could stomach the scares in this movie, though there were surprisingly some pretty scary moments. Okay. I don't know that I'm going to tell you to go watch it or at least prioritize watching it, but I do think if you have the opportunity and it comes on or
1: you can see it easily. I'm going to rip this as soon as it comes out on Disney+. Yeah,
0: it's, a, it's about two hours long, two hours and three minutes. Um, it's like totally fine. There's no particularly great performances except for one scene between Keith Stanfield and Tiffany Haddish. They both basically end up in tears. It was very heavy for what I expected. No kidding. Almost got me into tears. Whoa! Didn't um, expect that. And they were talking. The, the 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 context of the conversation is basically him talking about his wife and because how- he doesn't he's a he's a tour guide for uh, supernatural stuff in New Orleans. That's kind of where the movie takes place. And he's only doing that because his wife did that and he took over kind of her tour routes. Okay. He doesn't believe in ghosts, none of it. But mm-hmm. he asked like for his job, he's like, oh, he's haunted, whatever. So he's telling this to Tiffany Haddish, who is a medium, who does believe in ghosts, of course. Um, And she's essentially telling him why she, like, how she decided she first believed. And it's a very touching moment. Hmm. Something about, um, uh, she didn't say ghost winks, I don't think, but something like that. It's a very nice time. And the two of them, who I think Tiffany Haddish is very good. She's obviously really funny, yeah. Um, but for those that have seen the Card Counter, which is a Paul Schrader movie that came out a couple years ago, she gets a chance to be a little bit more um, dynamic and that's and well, assertive. The,
1: the one dude, Oscar Isaac, isn't it? Yeah, he? yeah, I like him.
0: Uh, you recommended me that. You got to watch it. It's great. It's it's up there for that year. Um, but she gets a chance to be a little bit more dramatic and dynamic and and be a bit more of a force. And in this scene in this movie, she gets to do that too. And same with Lakeith Stanfield, who's nice. very good here. Yeah, a couple. Couple of great actors. Yeah, like a solid six out of ten movie. That right. if I were just that that scene is like a nine out of ten. Wow. And the movie itself is okay. All right, but that's like some a great watch. moments. Yeah, so I would you know that's Haunted Mansion. It's in theaters now. Check it out if you want. Let me know what you think, um, Johnny. If you see it, please let me know what you
1: think. Is it better or worse than the Haunted Mansion from two thousand three with Eddie Murphy? Didn't see it. Okay. Did you see it? It's got to be better. Yeah, that movie was Oh, then you trash. should watch this one. I'd love to. We could do a Patreon. I'll watch that and
0: you watch this and then we'll do a Patreon review of the two of them side by side. I
1: haven't seen the one from 03 since probably like 04. So oh, shit. Okay. It's well, been 20. Jesus Christ. 2003 yeah. was 20 years ago. Well,
0: is it... so it's not worth rewatching, I guess. We can no. find a better Patreon idea than that then. Yeah. Never mind. No. Do not look for that on Patreon. <laughs> no. Um, do you have anything else for Hot and Bother, dude? No, I'm good. All right. As usual, the show wouldn't be what it is without the support of Bailey Minardi and everybody on Patreon. Uh, check out the handlebar for a sick-ass happy hour. My name is Max Minardi. And I'm Jami.
1: So- Jami. Roll with it. Holy shit. Your new name. My name is Jami Uh, Thanks for joining us. We'll be with you all week in your ears. Hopefully you download a your bunch spirit. of old episodes. Yeah. I'll be under your toilet seat. Talk Whoa. To no.
0: Talk to me. That was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles sewer reference. Yeah.
1: hundred percent. Because that's what we're watching next week. I'm going to get out of here. I love uh, you. Anyways. Know. I let you out, Johnny. (laughs) Whoa. All right. Be good to each other. Drink something cool. Try the, what was the first one called? Punch. Punch. Try Punch. Yeah, try Punch. That beer ripped. I think if you're going to spend $10 on a beer, do it on that one. Uh, Whatever. Or don't. I don't care. We'll see you guys next week. This is Fresh Hot Cinema.